0: Uh, it's time to. Let's just do it. My it's heart is ended. Let's just let's, let's just, just skip the it. intro. Let's just skip the intro. We bought a
1: X. <laughs> um, X. Ex- do we buy women? Days of Future Past? No. Do we buy Apocalypse? No.
0: Logan, is this? Are we talking
1: Logan? Are we talking ga- Wait, are we talking Game of Thrones? Is that
0: Sansa? Can we talk about something else? Um honestly Hello, honestly I do think folks. that we should we should call it women by like <laughs> So let's just do our plugs and in this episode now.
1: <laughs> I think that the best the best is behind us. Well
0: welcome to the show. It's a good one. A movie show, a
2: film show because this week we're talking cinema we're talking at its film. finest.
0: Guys, I'm Ernest. I'm Drew. I'm
1: I'm sad, boy Hunter. And today, I'm sulking over here. In today,
0: the
2: I, I am to blame for today because I was the one who pushed to review well, the latest entry. We, in I agree. No, series. it was both
1: of you two, and I was like, guys, we shouldn't do this. Let's just take a week off from the podcast. Let's spend some time with our families. If we get together, we can talk T-Slop too. But let's not do um, this. But I
0: did I did egg it on. I said you can see it in the chat. You second I was, my motion. I said I am sort of darkly fascinated with Dark Phoenix. Because I I was. I was at the time I was in a good mood and I was thinking, you yeah, know, it'd be kind of fun to just you're watch it. An,
2: you're an A lister now? Yeah,
0: exactly. I wanted to take advantage of my A list. <laughs> yeah. Um so I was like, Yeah, I, it would be fun to figure out what happened here. And yes. it turns out it's actually not fun <laughs> to figure out what happened here. This I, breaks I can, your parabola. I do want to because this is a 10
1: out of 10, but I hated it.
0: Yeah, no. this is For me, this proves the parabola, absolutely. I, I did want to take a moment
2: to do a little bit of a, of a post-mortem for the X-Men, because this is it. This is the final one before we see the next iteration uh, under the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, unless New Mut- Mutants comes out, which I, I'm sure it probably won't. At that
1: point, it's going to at least have the Disney... Yeah. it'll be a disney film. New Mutants is, is yeah. in the hell that Dark Phoenix
0: was in for yes. so many months.
2: And so I just I want to take a moment and just and just look back on on memory lane and and what these movies have meant for us and and for for hollywood because in in 2000 uh it was a far fetched dream about comic book movies, you know, and and to me I think I've always been at least partial to comic book movies. I think I've always uh, looked at them with a little bit more of uh, rose colored glasses than, than maybe they deserve, you know, a movie, you don't even have to go back to like 2000 Batman and
1: Robin.
0: <laughs> I mean, all a movie, height. a movie like X-Men apocalypse, which was the last one in this console. <laughs> I, I can be your foil here because I don't really, I've never given a fuck about the X-Men at all. Um, that said, it's not like I hate all of these movies. But so. one
1: thing that is fascinating that these movies did is the MCU would not exist if it weren't for the X-Men yeah, movies. It so you was... have to think, like, this movie came out in 2000. This is before the Raimi Spider-Man movies. They literally make these movies, and they're just like, hey, we'll make this movie. If people like it, then we'll make another one. Oh, shit, that one made money. Maybe we'll make another one and see what happens. And, and... those two, those two X-Men movies... I think they're pretty damn solid. I mean, yeah. there's some X2 really... is really. I I stand by X2. Yeah, That's X2 a great X2 has
2: that that uh, uh, opening nightcrawler raid on the White House which Ooh. still fucking holds up. The all of the effects in that scene are look still look amazing to this day. Um the first X-Men movie, the whole uh Statue of Liberty thing at the end, it looks pretty rough. <laughs> it's
1: corny. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um but there's a lot of other effects in that movie that look great. There's that one guy who gets, like, turned into, like, a water blob dude, and he, like, mm. squeezes through some some uh, uh, prison bars, and that still gives me the heebie-jeebies, just seeing that image. Um, uh, well,
1: but then we get X3, The Last Stand. Um, which, which might be,
2: uh, alongside X-Men Origins, probably the worst of the whole thing.
1: Um, oof, we'll wait until after we talk oh. about this movie today. Um, <laughs> So the thing is, though, with The Last Stand is they tried to tell the Jean Grey Phoenix storyline. Which had been building in that
2: movie in the first two.
1: And which they honestly, they like totally blew the nailing of it. But that is the way that Jean Grey's story should have been told is over the course of multiple movies. Because I've actually started, um, did I do a quick little plug here, the Marvel app um, Whoa. is actually oh, comics. Yeah, it's actually a fucking awesome app. And I've actually been doing a read through of the whole Dark Phoenix. You can buy the way that they organize it is you can just buy whole character arcs. And it'll give you every issue that has to deal with the arc of this character. How many? How many issues is Dark Phoenix? Um, I can't remember exactly. It's like twelve issues or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, there's no way to um,
2: adapt that into one movie. Yeah,
1: well, oh. it's also all. This I have other great news. They did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, so after that, uh, they did a pretty soft. Well, I mean, after that, we had X Men Origins, which Wolverine. Okay, are you? Do you guys know who wrote this? It's
0: fucking uh, Benioff. David Benioff yeah. wrote this movie. Okay, here's so, why I here's why I hated the X Men growing up. This was the first one I saw in theaters. The others I had ooh. caught
1: tertiary. I I paid for this one, and I was like, these oh, suck. So like, here's I the hated thing. Here's the movie. thing though about that movie. To give Benioff some credit, Benioff wrote the script. The script for this movie, and people like. Actual X Men fans like fucking loved it because Benioff grew up a huge X Men fan. Wolverine was always one of his favorite fictional characters, and he made this whole movie. But then it got taken at producers, and producers were like, yeah, you're gonna have to change everything that's in here. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to the merc with a mouth. We're gonna put him in here. He's not gonna have a mouth. Yeah, this needs to be um, PG thirteen. And we're gonna yeah, be we're gonna be talking. This was about, supposed to be yeah. an R rated movie. The way that Benioff originally wrote this strip. and then it came in a guy named Skip Woods skip. came in, who <laughs> you, lo- you we love might skip. know him from making uh, a good day to die hard. And 20, oh, is that 2007, the one with Justin Long? And 2007 and 2015's Hitman movies. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So yeah, I do know him from that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of going to put more of the blame on the producers and uh, Skip Woods. But I mean, at this been point, off. all
2: right, let's, let's just take a pause here because at this point, this is 2009. This is almost a decade after the first X-Men movie. And one decade ago. And and the the X-Men movies, you know, with uh, – um what's it called the last stand it, it sort of started to get derailed but uh fucking uh, uh pedophile man brian singer he kind of built this franchise on the notion that the um the comic books were built on that mm-hmm. the x-men are a representation of the oppressed mm-hmm.
0: of the marginalized okay. and that's why i think that the and,
1: x-men have the best like, they're the best comics.
0: And Brian Singer does know the oppressed very personally. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> exactly. So he... You I, have know, an, I have an alt joke hor- for that hor- also. Hor- uh, <laughs>
1: take two. Take two. Yeah.
0: Take two. Uh, Brian Singer knows what kids like.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're keeping the second one. We're okay, the second okay.
2: one. <laughs> so... Horrible, horrible human being, probably terrible person to work with.
1: But oh, those two yeah. those two first probably. movies. <laughs> those... Probably he's like, can we have any more young actors come play baby Wolverine yeah. that I can those, uh, those two direct? F- those two first movies, like they really
2: uh they captured that uh whole aspect of of the yeah, the the yeah. notion that, that the X Men are just Always trying to fight for their rights and uh, and their identity
1: and their humanity. Another thing that is central to the entire storyline that we have to mention is even if the movies are bad, the X Men movies have always been great at casting. Yeah, fucking like Hugh Jackman, Ian McKellen, and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. two of the most legendary actors Gandalf of all time. And
0: Picard and Parzival.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) Gamers gamers (laughs) rise up. (laughs) Gamers unite. Gamers who have eyes that are not telegenic. Speaking
1: of, Ty Sheridan needs a new fucking agent. Like, no, My my takeaway is that. I think he has the best agent. He doesn't ever. He just doesn't have to act. Nobody knows what he
0: actually looks like. (laughs) Yeah, that's why he (laughs) gets (laughs) roles. Because he does not have good-looking eyes, so they just hide <laughs> him. He is the best Asian in Hollywood. So anyway,
2: <laughs> right after X-Men Wolverine is this disaster that gets leaked onto the internet before the effects are finished, and everyone hates it. We get this soft reboot of M- X-Men First Class, which I think – I revisit it, and it's not as, like, super hot fire as I remember it being. I loved it. But it's it's still I, a great movie. I still
1: stand by – this is top three X-Men movies Well,
2: me. it's top two for me. It's this and Logan. Those two are my favorites. I, I this
1: think and it, Days of Future Past are, like, kind of tied for me. I love Days of
0: Future
2: Past. Uh, the thing with, with Days of Future Past is, like, they brought back Brian Singer. And it really – it gets muddled because it tries to combine the two timelines. Because of the children. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think First Class is so great because it doesn't worry about all of the other movies that came before it. It it does do a lot of, like, prequel shit. Yeah, well, like, it's
1: – but it, it's one of the better origin story movies that we've seen yeah, for superheroes. And but it's, it's fucking cool. But the yeah. – the, the best thing pieces, about it
2: man. the best thing about it is casting Michael Fossbender and James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. Because they not only is their chemistry together like incredible and I want them to fuck. Yeah. But uh it's them in those roles are god, so good. Like Michael yeah, Fossbender gives a incredible performance as Magneto I, in that film. And I just I wanted the whole movie to be just around him. It, it's only gravy that we get
0: all of the uh, the
2: great McAvoy stuff, too. But
0: yeah,
1: Fassbender, Fassbender, Fassbender is just
0: on <laughs> well, fucking fire. What it does movie. is it it lends a lot of class to a superhero movie. because First class? Uh, yes. And well, the other thing you said, which is, you know, maybe it doesn't hold up. I haven't seen it in a few years. But at the time, I'm sure a lot of the things that we have come to know as like kind of passe in superhero movies we weren't fatigued out on superheroes yet so they could do some it was a year before Avengers came yeah, out yeah so they could do some more uh, things that now we would call hack you know the assembling the you know the way the stakes work the way everything works was not bad yet and I'm not even saying it's bad now because it certainly does well and I still like these movies but back then I remember watching this and thinking this is the future like yeah. this is really fresh So also,
2: there's some, I mean, okay, so some also... cordy stuff in there with some of the tertiary yeah like, definitely random mutant characters but we get Kevin Bacon well no that's what I was gonna
1: say we can't even like we can't just stop the cast at Fassbender and McAvoy as great as they are fucking J-Law they got J-Law before she was an Academy Award winning actress and she's good and she's good I have problems with Mystique as a character because Mystique is just not very interesting and also you have Jennifer Lawrence who I'm not a Jennifer Lawrence fan really but she's still a good actress but at the end of the day, she's just wearing blue face. And that's kind of her whole thing is that she's a woman wearing blue face. Nicholas um, Holt. Nicholas Holt is in here who was second up for being the new Batman. Sorry, I would lost say to Robert Patty,
0: Very but... Kind of a similar role to Jennifer Lawrence where it's like, He's beast. he's a good actor, but he is mainly a blue guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> There's a multi- common... Why are there so many blue guys? I just have to point that out. There's like 15 blue men in this movie. I think the common
2: through line in this whole series, even going back to uh, Halle Berry and James Marsden and and the that original cast, is like they are elevating the the material because they're so good. They're still wearing tights. They're yeah, still even... doing. Uh, basic superhero shit Even
1: somebody as extremely tertiary As like Zoe Kravitz is in this movie As mm-hmm. Angel yeah. Salvador yeah. And January Jones is Emma Frost Like just characters that would just be Completely on the sideline But just because it's them They bring a little bit yeah. of extra oomph yeah. It's very cool, very stylized Then after that
2: we get into Wolverine, the we, get Wolverine. In, we get into
1: some rough territory Well here. okay so I've never seen All of the Wolverine I'll, um, I'll never see any of the Wolf. But I've actually, I mean, it's, it's made it's by James bad. Mangold. Yeah, it's it's made by Mangold. This was kind of his test before he could make Logan.
0: It's a solid
2: movie. There's some good, uh, like I've Japanese seen, samurai. Yeah, action some of the
1: that's really. I don't know if I've seen all of it. I think I've only seen part of it. But that's the main thing I remember is some of the combat sequences are really awesome. And and Hugh Jackman
2: gets to dip his toes into the talent that he is in this movie i mean obviously logan takes it to a whole another fucking stratosphere but in in this movie we get to see like wow he can actually he's got some chops he's got some mutton chops mm-hmm. uh and then you know days of future Pass, like i mentioned we get brian singer coming back which i think uh i don't know if they talked about this on the big picture but uh it may be the biggest mistake that the franchise ever made it was bringing brian singer back for days of future past because then they were at a point where they could have taken this franchise to another level and capitalized on the momentum of the superhero boom that was happening with the mcu and singer was not the guy to do that no and you could argue that like deadpool did that, but then Deadpool 2 came along and, you know, made, that wasn't I, quite the case. I do want
1: to say I really love this movie. Um, it is funny how much uh Patrick Stewart and Ian McClellan aged uh between And like these... ten years. Yeah, like they, they became so old. Yeah, they became like yeah. could not stand. I mean this, the worst yeah. thing about this movie, at least for me, I mean it's very convoluted and everything else, but this movie did not handle Kitty Pride, played by Ellen Page very well. Kitty Pride is an awesome character, and they really did not do her justice she's just like hanging out in a cave
2: yeah but it, it does uh days of future past i would probably put it at like my number five spot ranking the x-men movies because hmm. it just have some really great moments oh, i still I, mean, I love that there's movie. still great moments of of fast bender in there um and of course the the quicksilver scene when they rescue Ooh. magneto out of the the pentagon that's like one of the best moments in the whole series and the the Chemistry between uh, Hugh Jackman and James McAvoy is really great in there. McAvoy doing like this very seventies like strung out take on Charles
0: Xavier. <laughs> really, really enjoyed it. McAvoy is incredible in all of these movies. Oh yeah, he is so good. Yeah, like he he's way too good for them. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I would say the same thing about Fossman.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and of course, that are, brings us they're to, both superior. That brings us to this this latest iteration of uh, uh, X Men Apocalypse.
1: Oh, we're just gonna skip over Deadpool. I'm okay with skipping over Deadpool.
2: It's I mean, Deadpool is like a sidestep to yeah. all these. There's it's still technically in the same series. Yeah, but it's like Marvely, more Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Smells like Marvel. <laughs> i I mean, I'd put Deadpool at number six and uh Deadpool two at like number eight. They're like mid tier. i put
1: yeah, I'd probably put Deadpool one around six, seven ish. Deadpool two would kind of be on the lower tier. And uh, then
2: and now with Apocalypse. So Apocalypse I remember enjoying back in 2016 when it came out, I remember thinking, you know, that wasn't great, but I had a good time. There's some trippy, had trippy stuff with uh, Charles Xavier fighting. uh, Oscar Isaac
1: uh, as Block Man. Yeah, just the
2: weirdness of having Oscar Isaac in that strange-ass suit that they put on him with that heavy makeup. That's some weird shit. That's some weird fucking shit right there. But then (laughs) I was trying to think back as to, like, what I could actually recall from that movie, there's not much uh, – there's the the opening – when you're introduced to Magneto in that movie, he's like working in a metal factory like in Poland somewhere trying to hide out. That whole thing is amazing because, again, Fassbender is just incredible. He has a family, and you, you just see this man who's just disconnected and wants to have a brand new life, and then that's taken from him, and there is a real weight to that whole thing. But they don't really do anything with that, and the whole movie just sort of meanders, and mm. then it just ends in this big, messy CGI clusterfuck. Can I tell you something? I didn't see it. Yeah, I Yeah, I, 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 I didn't figured. see it either. And, I had no a desire to see this movie. And then at the, at the end of, of Apocalypse, they set up Dark Phoenix, because uh, Sansa, Sophie Turner, is in this movie. And mm. in Apocalypse, they set up this new team of Nightcrawler, Ty Sheridan, Cyclops uh Sansa um Jean Grey Sansa, please. and Evan Peters And Evan well Evan Peters was introduced in Days of Future Past yeah. but this is supposed to be like the new X-Men and they're barely in Apocalypse. See, like, they are not in that movie enough to really establish. That's one of the really problems with this
1: franchise is that they keep, they can never commit to anything. It is the same problem that DC is having now, where they get a little bit of negativity and there's like time for yeah, a soft like, reboot. Nope, change everything. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> you have to work through yeah. the kinks. Look at phase one of Marvel. There's some clunkers in that first wave even wave two was not all they were not but they bad stuck in hundred. Through yeah, they but trusted you just have themselves. to commit yeah. and go through it yeah. and aside from ed norton's the hulk they just kind <laughs> yeah. of r.i.p ed norton and but,
2: uh um terrence howard oh yeah, yeah. well next time baby yeah, it's fine uh so now going into dark phoenix like this Dark Phoenix was so aggressively mediocre. Wait, that can we ta- can we just
1: review Logan instead? Can we spend the next hour and a half just talking well, about Logan? Okay,
2: no, yeah, that's a good sidestep because th- this should have ended with Logan. Like 2016 Apocalypse, 2017 Logan, that should have been it. And then Go out I on guess you can note. make
1: Deadpool 2 if you really want oh, to. Oh yeah. yeah, sure. Well, why well, not? I, I mean, we're gonna talk about
0: this, the, the sloppy ordering of all these movies drives oh, me yeah, fucking nuts. The the makes continuity no sense. I hate it. Is nonsense. It's so disorganized.
1: But yeah, I mean, well, obviously... they tried to treat these movies like comics, where there's reboots in comics constantly. Like mm. people die and then they're. Back a few issues later on a new run of comics And it's fine And it's fine but that doesn't work for movies. No. For movies, people want consistency. You don't want to... That'd be like if you're just watching a movie and you watch this dramatic death scene and then, like, 20 minutes later, your guy pops up and he, like, brings pizza and you just be like, what well, the fuck? I was just cheated. Yeah. Like, what happened? And also,
0: maybe all that would play better with me if the quality of the movies were also so, were so inconsistent. It, like, these movies... It, it's all over the place. All yeah, they the place. really... Like, there's, like, almost every number on the scale exactly, is represented. You go, like you
2: go from, like... <laughs> Logan is, like, a nine... And then I would put – see, this goes back to my point about me being a little uh, impar- uh Partial? Partial. Uh, partial.
1: partial. Partisan. Partisan. In, in, Partisan. Impartial.
2: No, but I, I, I am susceptible to these the genre. Partial. So I am on, on – yeah, par- I grade you're these to, scale. Yeah. So to me, X-Men Origins Wolverine is the best – or sorry, the worst in the series, and it's still like a five. And then after – that, that's what I'm trying to uh, go into with Dark Phoenix, that like – Dark Phoenix was so just mediocre in every possible way that it made me completely rethink my entire connection to this whole series <laughs> and what I even want out of it. Because if you think about it, these movies, they were never trying to replicate what the MCU was doing, how what, what Justice League did, trying to, t- trying to copy that. They were always trying to do something different. They were always trying – to be a little bit a little bit more mature a little bit more strange and weird and just a different take and we're not going to get that now that's not going to happen now that this is folding into the MCU and i always sort of gravitated towards that towards just having a different approach to this sort of thing and i think that just that made it so that i kind of waved away a lot yeah, of the you appreciated what they were going for just, more than what
0: they accomplished just
2: because it was different yeah and Dark Phoenix was just such a bland bore that now I'm looking at all of these other X-Men movies and I'm like, well, shit, like,
0: maybe X-Men Origins is like a 2 out of 10. Fuck. Um, I mean, I would put it pretty low. I... <laughs> I To make me hate a movie when I'm 13, it has to be so bad. Yeah. And I saw that in theaters. And I wasn't. It's not even that I was like let down because I didn't care about the others that much. But I was like, this is like poorly constructed. Yeah, <laughs> I had never had that thought about anything <laughs> in my whole life. I, I aged like five years well, that day. Well,
2: especially that in that one in particular, like the story is just it does it goes like fifteen it's places. It's bad. It's it's dour,
0: but like you said, it's not rated R. But it so wants to be. Like it wishes so much it was
1: R, but it's so not. <laughs> you know, it's just well, so yeah. so bad. Well, a lot of that could all be applied to Dark Fiends. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't help. Watching this movie, I just I, I have so many thoughts. One of them is that I don't know how I could somehow be disappointed from a movie that I was so <laughs> non-caring so about. Yeah, that I was still disappointed and let down. But the whole time watching this, I couldn't help. My mind just immediately went to comparing this to Endgame. Because Dark Phoenix is trying to do what Endgame is. It's trying to close a saga, Like, we have some major deaths that happen. This is supposed to be the finale, the conclusion to this grand story that has been set up. But did they even intend that
2: when they were making it?
1: Well, I mean, they treat it like they do. Whether they originally made it like that or they realized, oh, shit, we're not going to (laughs) do this. This is going to suck ass. Um, (laughs) This movie really brings up the whole conversation of melodrama versus drama what is really the difference between those two things? Because that's kind of a fine line to walk, especially when screenwriting, is if you write something, is it going to come off heavy and dramatic and meaningful, or is it going to come off very shallow and melodramatic? This movie is the most dour, melodramatic thing that I've ever seen in my life. I felt like I was watching a bad soap opera at a lot of this movie. This movie, like, I... Really, if it wasn't for this podcast, I probably would have walked out of the theater. <laughs> I was so bored I've never been so bored in my entire life. I saw this movie in iMAX, so I should have at least be captivated should have at least been captivated by the visuals. but even the visuals are bland and boring and look bad for a lot of this movie like this is just a mess it's um, a complete mess It is the mess. so
0: we should get into what went on here because this movie was obviously very talked about and storied because it had issues um it was, it was pushed back several times so yeah this was simon uh, kinberg's baby basically yeah so
2: simon kinberg has been a producer on all of these movies he was on starting with first class he produced okay um which was
0: v- great and well he, he wrote x-men the last stand yeah so he's been in this circle he's been doing a ton of other stuff he has clout and they finally gave him this movie first time first yeah. time director well so here's i don't <laughs> want to put all the blame on him like you said it, a lot of the time it comes down to what producers want you just yeah. have to give them what like they when want When this movie ends it just says
2: so, written and
0: directed by
2: yeah. simon kimberg so
0: the hollywood reporter just published a new piece one of many about what went on in this movie and the hollywood reporter has the best sources in hollywood aside from deadline uh they the article's called quotes we were wrong colon behind fox's dark phoenix debacle (laughs) um i really recommend reading it it's really interesting um one thing that absolutely fascinated me is they had a bunch of postmortem uh meetings after apocalypse and they were like what happened here what went wrong uh and the executives all came away with the idea that it went wrong because the movie had too many explosions and too big of a scale and it mm-hmm. needed more small moments. It needed more uh, it needed to scale Character. back. Yeah, just like chill out not too much on the visual side. However, like you said, this is the finale <laughs> and they're scaling it back. Like that doesn't There's a way that you can do it
1: right, but in order for in order great. for it to work, you have to care about the characters. Yeah. Which you just don't care about yeah. these characters, yeah i mean at we all. we just met a
2: lot of them in a bad movie, but <laughs> there was there was room in what they set up here to make something really interesting i don't I don't think this movie is a complete and total train wreck, like there are nuggets in here that could have been part of a great movie no, like, i agree the asp- the whole aspect of Xavier having like this alcoholic alcohol driven ego trip where he puts his own loved ones in danger very interesting great subplot that went nowhere that Mm -hmm. could have been really cool and in in the comic books uh jean gray when she gets the the phoenix force she starts being manipulated by everyone around her and that they could have used that in uh exploring xavier's Ego trip and in in this whole thing that they introduce of him just like wanting to have the spotlight without doing any any of the work um, that would have been a great but thing that to almost explore. makes
1: that frustrates me even more that they had all the seeds there for something great and they didn't capitalize on any of it like I don't think that they really fleshed out any well, of the seeds that were planted there yeah. for a good movie that's no, that's what's just... more frustrating to me
0: so let's talk about what happened after this so they shoot
1: the movie. They didn't. Oh, another thing I wanted what? to point out is that everybody's contracts were up after apocalypse, and the actors were like, "The only way that we'll come back is if Kinsberg makes this," because he's mm-hmm. been here with us the whole time. So bad choice. So
0: they shoot the movie, they wrap the initial shoot without finishing it because filmmakers knew that their ending did not work. And uh, I'm going to just speculate here that it wasn't Kinsberg who was like, "Hey, my ending sucks." <laughs> it was the producers. They yeah. said no. You Don't even finish it. Just stop. We're going to figure something else out. So that delayed it a shitload. Uh, another funny thing about how the movie got delayed. Uh, insiders told the Hollywood Reporter that the movie was delayed like three or four months. It was supposed to it was delayed until February. And then from February, we're in June now. And that is because of James Cameron. <laughs> because because he did not want Alita Battle Angel to be competing with good <laughs> movies because he knew it sucked shit. So he That's forced so them funny. to move Dark Phoenix to June so he could put out Alita when Dark Phoenix was supposed to come out. Oh, my God. Are so, they
1: the same? No. Well, Alita was Alita Fox. I think, uh, I think um, it was. He, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, so I guess yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. That they would tell them uh, Cameron has the most clout of any of, Fox director. Yeah. So, Almost of anyone ever yeah. in terms of profit. As yeah. as so as so Hollywood goes. If, if, if
2: Jim Cam tells you to move, you fucking move.
1: So this movie should have never been a summer yeah, movie. Yeah, so they're saying so they reshoot this whole ending.
0: Everything on the train was added in post, basically, mm-hmm. and it was shot over the course of like two weeks. Odd, odd choice to put your big battle on a train. Well, they was they had
2: very limited think, resources at honestly, that point. I mean, I, we're not going to do a whole spoiler thing. We'll just we'll just talk about the movie. But I honestly, I think a lot of that stuff on the train works. It's solid action, and that coupled with some of the stuff outside Gene Gray's. Uh, street, and then the whole space shuttle thing. There's some solid action in the movie. There's some good stuff there. I mean, it doesn't ever get to any level that other X-Men movies have gotten to, or that really any other superhero has movie <laughs> has gotten to, but it's not like incompetent shit, you know? Like, there's some, there's some solid filmmaking in,
1: in some of these action scenes. There, I do say, I... I don't think that this movie is, like, the worst superhero movie ever. I'm going to be the most negative on this because I'm pretty sure that I have it the lowest out of all of us. I'd give this movie, like, a 3 out of 10, to be honest with you. Oof. I think that this is one of the worst movies of the year. I think it's worse than Dumbo. Um, it's, like, right there with, like, Pet Cemetery and Velvet Buzzsaw for me. That's how At much... Bottom, bottom. It's That's how much this movie left no impact on me. I thought that the stuff in space... I thought that looked really cool. The stuff with um where he like teleports around and everything else. That's cool. Um actually how the movie starts sucks. Um, oh, the, the I'm done with. Accident. I'm. Can that just be? A, can we just be done with that? Like, how many? I feel like we've seen that scene. Yeah, it was like in Shazam. pretty. It was and in, honestly, not a good part of Shazam like either. I did not. Enjoy it was better now. in Shazam. Well, yeah, yes, yes, everything was better. But in But I'm so done <laughs> with a kid being in the car and being the lone survivor with the parents, and then the parents hey, blaming man, the child or just heroes. being dead. It's tragedy. It's done. Yeah. So I'm, listen, you're
0: right. That was cheesy the way it was shot i thought was amazingly done yeah the car crash itself looked better than like 99 percent of car wrecks you see in tv and movies yeah but, flipping in the air yeah in slow motion but yeah. the so you feel the impact physically but you don't feel it in your noggin at all
2: no, <laughs> you the emotion that you can give for a lot it. of Not this in. movie yeah you don't give it <laughs> yeah, exactly a, that's, that really yeah. could sum up a lot and, of this movie. and i was i could see uh that sophie turner was putting some good work in there there's some really close-up shots of her face yeah. But other than that, I mean, I'll just say it now. Ty Sheridan, what what the fuck? <laughs> um, what, what is – I'm telling you, best agent in Hollywood. Looks, it looks pathetic.
1: Yeah, because you can't – So much of acting is hilarious. in your eyes, and he doesn't show his yeah. eyes. So you
2: have a shot of Sophie Turner just, like, looking very distraught and just freaked out about what's happening. And, he, and then he's you, like, cut babe. To, <laughs> you cut to plastic visor. <laughs> and it's like,
0: huh, a. Uh, uh, All right. Okay. They should just give him anime eyes. I will say
2: now that we're talking about some of the performances, uh, Fassbender again just gives a great performance. He pops
0: up. McAvoy is incredible. Um, Here's
1: also the thing: Uh, Jessica Chastain is in this movie. Why isn't Jessica Chastain just Jean Grey? also, what I was think that she... that's a better what? movie. We we just mentioned what was they she up, doing? You know? Yeah, they. What was the choice? I... That she <laughs> made? So that's the thing. I kind of like is... it, but also it's terrible. No, it's 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 bad. She was going for it, and good on her. At least someone got, was going. She got for a it. paycheck. I don't know. I hope it wasn't tied to the box office success. I'll say that, that much. That whole but...
2: that whole subplot of the aliens it is nonsense. Didn't it, it seemed like it, it was made, a different movie? I was almost
1: no wondering whenever they were first showed up, and there's like this. Invasion of the Body Snatchers kind of scene where they show up and it yeah. is kind of creepy. I was like, "Oh, this must be something from Apocalypse that I missed." That like that was a setup for this race because they aren't explaining anything about what they're doing yeah. and what their motivations are. So I thought that that was just from a different it, movie, it, and it's not. It did, it's like not. I said,
2: the some of the action stuff on the train. It did make so so that these guys are going up against like a pretty formidable foe. You know, some of the the. Yeah, combat—it it has to be a little bit yeah, more intricate than some of the other
0: stuff we've seen in. That's in these true. Movies. Uh, as far as her performance, I totally agree. In that, it, I I liked it in the moment just because I was interested in it. Yeah, just it, because I was like, choice. this is at least something going on. Sophie Turner. Personally, I'm not a fan. I uh, think
2: it's fine. It, it's like, not she's not, she's it's not really, great.
1: She's really, she's really whatever to See, me in this she's movie. She's a good, she's a good actress. But I blame the script for her thing because that's the thing with throughout this X Men franchise is that it's really good actors. We've seen these people knock it out of the fucking park. We've seen Ty Sheridan give an Oscar worthy performance in Ready Player okay, One. Okay, s-
0: shut the but... fuck up.
1: No, <laughs> we're mute. No, mute no. his mic. Turn it off. No, I'm just saying. Not that was a joke. But we've seen some amazing. actors <laughs> acting but it almost makes you question their ability to really act whenever they're in these movies sometimes but, because yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. So it's just it's, I, it's hard did, man
0: it's hard to pin it on someone when uh, things go wrong you know it's hard to really pinpoint who did it i did want to mention though i think my
2: favorite bit of acting and what honestly could be the best scene in the movie if i really think about it is when nicholas holt is crying to Charles
0: Xavier that's a over, over uh, J Law's death. Well, it's like, oh, we're,
1: yeah, if you didn't know, we're just spoiling everything. Yeah, don't see this movie. Well, also, J Law <laughs> dying is kind of just hinted at in all the trailers, too. Like, yeah. that's just a She's thing. She's like, that hey, happens. I did it. I'm out. And it's I'm done. Oh, well, we didn't even talk about. The line uh, when she before she dies, J. Law says, "You know, there's been doing a there's been a lot of women saving men around here. Maybe we should change our name to the X Women." Yeah. And everybody in my audience stood up and clapped because we were yeah. like, "Yes, I get it now. They would women be, deserve rights." They would still Just be gonna, named after a man. Nobody did that. That was so stupid. If anybody it was co- fake feminism, anybody who complained about the whole part in the end game. Uh, minor spoilers for Endgame where there's a big battle and there's the shot of all the women of the Marvel Universe getting together. That has so much more of an impact than everything that happens um, in this and movie. well
0: and speaking toward acting i was really bummed out that j-law died so early because her having the rift with james mcavoy was great acting and nicholas holt that yeah. little that triangle was interesting yeah thing, it was a great movie. little tension triangle and it could have driven two acts not just one but they just kind of cancel it out that should
2: the movie should have just been about that if we would have gotten a movie about like Charles going bad a or, little yeah, bit. Or yeah,
1: Charles being the villain of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Being, he becomes Magneto. <laughs> kind being
2: of. a being manipulative and, and just like having this like alcoholic ego trip. Because like Nicholas Holt, he freaks out in that scene, like throws the alcohol and it kind of works, you know? Because yeah, it, it is I this whole thing that. is very heightened and melodramatic, like you said. And in that you can just see it like, man, whoo. What movie is he
1: in I want to see that movie See okay so But that is the whole point Is that this seems That's why it feels Melodramatic Is because there's No cohesion here Yeah Like instead If this would have Actually had a good Story behind it Then this would have Been good dramatic Tension from scene To scene But instead It looks like You're just copy And pasting Scenes from a Soap opera in here That's what gives it This melodramatic And this even, nothing Bleh feel about even it Even when
2: he's in The beast makeup And it's the extreme close-up on his face when he's crying over her body, even that I thought was pretty damn good. But that's just, like, such a small piece of the movie that by the time we get – I don't – honestly – I couldn't even tell you what happens in like the middle chunk of this movie. Well, because like it go opens... see
1: go see like it, <laughs> fucking it op- off the grid Magneto living on his farm. Yes, so that's what it is.
0: What here's what really fascinates me about the movie is. The quality of lines changes from character to character, not even scene to scene. Within a scene, one character will have only bad lines, and then one will have great lines. And sometimes you have two characters that were written correctly, like McAvoy and Holton. That's when the only times it's good. But I feel bad saying Sophie Turner wasn't great because every line she had was bad. Every single one. She said the same thing 20 times. She said, I wrote it down, (laughs) uh, my version of what she says in every single line. Something... uh, happened to me uh, i can't control it uh, and when i lose control bad things happen oh my god to, yeah to the it... people i love <laughs> <laughs> she says it like every time we see her and it's so perplexing because i don't think that that happens in a rewrite i don't think that they they change it from character to character they may change scenes but they don't yeah. change like i cannot explain such a weird phenomenon
1: I just uh, – another thing well, I mean, that I had to the, bring up. That's
2: the Jean character in a nutshell in this whole movie is the fact that she is hardly a character. Well, I we mean... met her
0: We met her in Apocalypse. That movie a lot of people didn't like. I don't know how heavy well, her presence is in Apocalypse. Okay. The craziest thing about the Apocalypse setup is
2: that at the end of, a, of Apocalypse, they set up the fact that, like, the Phoenix Force is in her. And she has this untapped power that is going to wreck shit up that's what the setup in apocalypse is and then in this movie that's not there it comes back she She is is possessed by it through space i mean that's
0: what i think about when i think about x-men i think about shit like that that just really gets under your skin when you think about it like that is so bothersome and and Looking at the box office, this movie made like 30-something mil. Yeah, it's
1: it's bombing They also chose not
0: to call it X-Men Dark Phoenix. It's called Dark Phoenix. Big mistake. I think
2: uh, with the MCU, people are responding very well to knowing clearly what the overarching plot in a franchise is and the the established connection to these characters. And if your story and your movie completely abandons that and you don't establish a secure connection to, to the, the the characters, it, you have nothing, man. I you have nothing. did
1: want to say a couple other things before we talk about uh, this. the ending of this franchise is the other moment, uh, aside from this movie, aside from ex-women, that uh, really just like my eyes rolled to the back of my head and I started having a seizure in the theater, um, was whenever we have the very... Uh, Batman versus Superman X line about just like X and X-Men. Do you ever think about what that stands for? <laughs> it's for Xavier. And it almost felt- <laughs> I think I'll call myself it came, Solo. It came across as Simon Kinsberg just being like, I got it. It's like the same. It's the Martha line where it's just like, wait, your mom's name is Martha? My, my mom's name is also yeah, Martha. Can... We should be friends now. Yeah, <laughs> Like it's that level of stupidity that- Nobody is that dumb like why does this even exist here to drive the story like this is yeah. supposed to be one of the things that drives the plot forward
2: It's it it's almost like this this movie is just this grotesquely perfect finale to one of the most uh, all over the place series. It, it really of all does time. kind
1: of sum up the franchise yeah, as a whole. Because like movie. that,
2: what you just said about lines like that—that that just makes you think that they are scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel of what <laughs> they can do with this thing. <laughs> and it shouldn't be that way. There's because, so much because you could do so much with this world and and this cast. Yeah, and they're already and retconning characters. shit and recasting, so exactly. they might as well
0: just throw it all away and do whatever they feel like. It's so crazy that
2: we have a line. Here's another line that magneto says oh charles you always have a speech and you're always sorry and nobody cares anymore (laughs) that it's like yeah because i like that no i mean it's a it's a solid line but i'm just trying to say that like it just means that we have gotten the
1: exact same
2: Arc, yeah, it's not a every great Every single yeah. movie between these characters, yeah, it's,
1: like, it's just been. It's recycled. almost like it's trying to comment on itself, but it's doing like it's commenting on it while being like, "Yeah, but we're gonna go spend another two hours yeah. doing Holy Charles, it." Oh, Charles, this is bad.
0: <laughs> it, it
2: really, it sucks. And I, I revisited, uh, like I said, revisit some of these movies. I, I saw uh, Days of Future Past again, and it's like that's a good movie. That's a solid movie, but like, couldn't we just have gone a little bit more adventurous? With, this, with these well, stories somewhere else Like they introduced the uh, What's his name? Peter Dinklage and the Sentinels oh, In yeah. that movie It's it's a solid piece of the
1: movie But like
2: let's go further in there Let's explore well, some of well, these more comic book Well, it's Because it's all about fan service
1: Like this is, people can't give shit to something Like, like the MCU for fan service When that's been so much of a core Of especially the new x-men movie is like we're gonna throw in this beloved character that only like the nerds will really love That's like that's been a yeah. thing like there's no reason for kitty pride to even be in days of future past but kitty pride is a beloved comic book character the sentinels are just like a weird nerdy thing about the universe and there's like we're just gonna throw this in there and it doesn't really serve a purpose narratively um so
0: yeah (laughs) it doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever and that that really gets on my nerves because that that happens across all uh comic book ip movies even in marvel sometimes you'll see someone and be like you know just go away you don't need to be here scarlet witch what are you doing um but one thing that really bugs me again this is talking big picture about the franchise the only one who got standalones is fucking logan he got three and then deadpool got two of his own and he's not even in the others except for the one where he's horrible But there are so many interesting characters and great actors that they have to work with. And they didn't they didn't give Patrick Stewart his own movie, Fassbender Fassbender. his own movie, like even J. Law, her own movie, Nicholas Holt, like they just gave three to one dude. And I love I love Jackman, but that is really bad allocation of resources for this franchise. Like, it's just so sloppy to me. Uh, And then going back to the movie. So let's get into act two, I guess we visit Fassbender um it's kind of unnecessary it's just an excuse to have magneto in the movie it's i thought it was interesting to see what he's been up to i guess
2: i just want it's again like the point i made earlier Let's just see that movie of of yeah, Fassbender off doing grid. this off the grid, like sustainable eco paradise. So speaking mutant, speaking of a good
1: agents, shout to Fassbender's agent because they could have shot this on like three days. Yeah, all he's basically season. a day he's player. He's literally yeah. he's outside exterior, then he's interior in a shack, and then he like shows up in. To do some green screen shit in New York And then he's on a train In which they're just in a set yeah. Like that's his He could have just gotten all of his stuff done He like barely even does any Magneto stuff He he has a great like uh power face yes. The face that he makes and <laughs> he's like Arr. Yeah see that that was his extent <laughs> great Is action. him sitting like out in some remote location In the woods somewhere And just being like And shaking his <laughs> hands around That's um, all
0: that he does Yeah and he's basically living on a Call of Duty map Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Favella oh, or something. Which shit. by the way, um I another thing about this movie that I hated, I don't know if this is a real X Men character, but like one of like the only black man that we see in this movie is on a place he's the plays place for magneto guy. and yeah he fights people with his dreads <laughs> and i was like i'm a white dude but i find this offensive <laughs> like i'm offended by this of course the one black guy is in here he has to beat people <laughs> up with his dreads yeah are you kidding me <laughs> is that canon it was, it was weird uh
0: fassbender actually he also is like over the years he's developed a bit of like a coke nose did you notice that
1: he Ooh. might have one
0: I was looking at past pictures. I mean, it's kind of uh, canonical because they're on this island. What do you think they're growing? Yeah. They, they yeah, can grow oh whatever God. they want. They're yeah, outside Ma- of...
2: Magneto does some cool-ass shit in this movie, I gotta say. Like, pulling up the subway from the
0: ground that was and f- throwing so, it into the building. That's an extremely cool idea, but that whole sequence I thought was so choppily shot. And- I, I, it bothered me a lot. Well, so, okay. That, I, that idea
2: is brilliant, though. Yeah. You're so right. Like, and, like, snapping the dude's... Uh, arm with that piece of metal mm-hmm. like bringing up the guns i, mean, I think i think it's things we've seen some cool with Magneto. stuff
1: yeah no there's some cool stuff in there but i don't think that any of it looks particularly great because the thing is is that it's a lot cheaper to do it this way but all of their action scenes are at nighttime. They're all at nighttime, especially whenever they're like outside, like the exterior shots of the train when they're outside the mansion that looked worse than the long night in Game of Thrones. Like we were bitching about how we can't see anything there. I was watching this on a giant wide and I was still just like, this doesn't. Yeah. This still like looks like a mess. And the the
0: sequence outside the mansion had it had ideas that were great. And then so much editing. So many cuts. Yeah. It was was almost dizzying to look at.
1: like it was the first time Director making it It was Yeah um, And it worst... felt like a movie That a lot of people Were fighting over <laughs> Behind the, w- the scenes By far the worst CGI In this movie is What is What's happening With Sophie Turner's veins
2: Yeah <laughs> Why And the whole like Going into Why does it, look, it looks like a colors. Gatorade
1: ad Like you know Those old Gatorade yeah. ads Where they drink the Gatorade And it runs through their body yeah. And you see the bright orange That's what it looked That's like Was bad. happening to there, her face And like you said There are some really
0: uh Like cool set pieces On the train But a lot of the VFX Don't hold up Because it was kind of it was a rush job it was it was all a post-production rush job um and also just the very concept of i think this was one of the things i wrote down we were talking about how the big picture had stole all our ideas for discussion and we only had like two yeah. <laughs> in the first place they, but they dragged this movie yeah well, it's because they, they, they should it's because they didn't have to interview Kinberg next <laughs> yeah. week yeah. <laughs> this is why we bought a mic is the people's choice yeah impartial we don't yeah we don't have to talk to anybody
1: nobody's going to come on here no one will ever listens to us um, so it's fine
0: but the concept of st- uh, starting in space and ending on a train is not how crescendo's work. No. That's a decrescendo of action. That's not how
1: writing a movie I'm, works. I'm
2: pretty sure the comic book like goes deep into space with this story. Well, like. okay, so that's yeah. how
1: this movie ends almost with a setup for a movie that's never going to happen, which oh, is her flying off into space to go like yeah. discover herself. Dude,
2: I I laughed audibly when <laughs> Magneto pulled out that fucking chessboard. It was,
1: <laughs> dude, it felt like, you know, it felt was like it for, was the geez. end of Dark Knight Rises. They're just yeah. at a cafe in France somewhere, and they just look at each other like yeah. They know. Right after yeah, and you find out his name is Robin. Also, <laughs> this is supposed to be a prequel to the original. All of these movies are supposed to be a prequel to the original X Men franchise. That's what Days of Future oh, Past is supposed to set they, up. Are they, are they? So this, so this is so. Nineties that they yeah no because this is all like nineties. So in like eight years, McAvoy
0: becomes Stuart, <laughs> he becomes Fast it oh, yes. becomes McKellen. And
1: also they're hanging out playing chess together, but eventually that feud's gonna kick back up again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's and absolutely they're gonna have be- that beef yeah. is not resolved it's just insane like it's sloppy it's like i'm saying it's <laughs> just a sloppy franchise that has incredible moments
1: they just they they never had a kevin feige
0: that's the yeah, problem they there. didn't have one they person, never had a kevin yeah. feige it, it's a showrunner and they started this whole saga without knowing they needed one mm-hmm. that's the advantage that marvel had is that x-men blazed this trail where marvel was like we're gonna be making some well, of these the closest
2: movies. thing they had was kinberg
0: Exactly. He but was around. He they they had yeah. people who were consistently around, but there was no one person who called yeah. who the directors it, had to meet with, just like a literal showrunner. Like well, uh Breaking Bad, Gilligan, you know, you meet up with him if you're directing an episode. He's telling you what to do.
1: I think that it's a mix of what Feige what and Marvel had the benefit of is it's a combination of X-Men and the Raimi Spider-Man movies because Raimi made these movies with the confidence of I can make as many of these as I want even Spider-Man 3 which is not a great movie by any means um I still kind of have a soft spot for that movie for its cornball moments and everything else like mm. that but that movie still made a shit ton of money mm. and Marvel learned like oh we can make a lot of money from this franchise the thing is is that we don't we want to give it to people who don't ha- want the full creative voice that Raimi wants <laughs> so it was a combination of the X-Men model showing that can be this whole you can build kind of a franchise that is successful but then also learning that people see this movie maybe we shouldn't give it to like maybe we shouldn't let spielberg make the first captain america movie like kind of they learned yeah took these little seeds from things that had come before yeah Yeah, like you you plant
2: a seed and it'll grow (laughs) the roots will be strong
0: can
1: we just <laughs> can we just change
0: there. this to being um, here? Talk? No, but and like you said early, you cannot understate what these movies did to movies. Movies will never be the same because of X Men. Like yeah. it's so so influential because after one or two of these made money, every producer in America called up their nerdy friends and was like, "Hey, you got any more of those fucking uh, comic books?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, there are a billion of yeah, them. yeah, but even, there are so many."
2: Even even when iron man came out it was still like a fairly uh sectioned off corner of movies yeah now it's just like it's just everything everywhere
0: everything is based on movies and x-men never quite
2: got to that level yeah they never
0: rose to that height
2: and on 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 a final thought it 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 just goes back to the fact that like we have disney just eating everything up and when we see the x-men again they're going to be different. They're going to probably be better. Yeah. But it's all going to be under the same sort of corporate approach. Yeah. It's it's going to work. It's going to be good. I'm sure it's going to be good. But it's not going to be different. And it's not going to be unique or, or you know, any sort of, of uh, creative left turn from anything that they've done with uh, – what we see between now and then yeah you and know, that's kind of the thing that sucks the closest thing maybe we'll have to that is venom whatever they do with uh, that venmo um
1: yeah you know what um is my take on that is i'm i'm fine with that at this point like i don't care um i we're n- will at least get some consistency to it i wish that we could have another logan but that would require them to make a true isolated story that can be R-rated that they don't have to pull any punches on, which I don't – I feel like that's kind of what DC might be trying to go for now is yeah. they realizing that the universe isn't working. With, like, the
2: new – bat with uh, that's, I
1: That's where I think that DC should go is that they should stop trying to play Marvel and beat them at their own game because it's not going to happen. Do what Marvel isn't doing. And just make solo movies where you just, you give them Smaller, the TV. Smaller, And you give them the TV approach. I mean, we've been talking about before about how movies haven't been as strong this year. Like, it's been pretty down year for movies yeah. so far. But, and that's why TV has been so great this year is because TV is the new place where if you have a vision They'll just throw money at you and say, "Make your vision of this thing," and that's what DC should do for their movies: is bring in a James Mangold type, bring in all these true visionaries, and just say, "You're gonna just make this one story, and you can make this in your own way." We
2: may never see a movie like Logan again, which is so crazy to say. I Um, have hope. I mean, it would take a lot of risk and confidence from a major studio, but
1: they're still. Trying—that's what gives me hope. With like, we're getting this Joker movie that doesn't look like we'll it's gonna have any relation we'll to anything yeah. else. Even if it's not great, like I'm just happy that they're doing it. The Batman movie, the Batman hope is so. gonna be its own story. I fully expect that to be
0: good, if I'm mm-hmm. honest. Yeah, like I'm—I don't want to get too hyped, but it's Reeves it, by all by all accounts. Yeah, yeah it's Reeves and his fucking uh, Pattinson. I don't see where yeah. the problem is, except for DC and history and et cetera and producers <sighs> and all right, all of filmmaking. uh but yeah, as a whole... Release I... the Snyder Cut. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. The Jacob Snyder Cut? The Jacob Snyder Cut. Um,
0: as a whole, this franchise has always rubbed me the wrong way, if I'm honest. I don't like not... Like, I I get bothered by Marvel movies also, just because of the sheer quantity of them. But when I go into a Marvel movie, I know that there is a certain standard of mm-hmm. quality. And, it and makes... they get it. Yeah, they and make... it may yeah. exceed that, but it will never go below that. Except for earlier on, like you said, maybe it does. But... With these movies, I don't like to see them because I do not trust them. Uh, despite how good they've been in the past, I, I, the way that this overarching story has been told over the years is so batshit crazy. To tell it in this order, with the, like to recast and re retcon, and it's it's so, uh, it's so bad. And it, re- I think it bothers me probably more than just you guys. I have no connection to the X Men. The original two movies I didn't see until. Uh, Middle school like I didn't see them when I was a little kid. Uh, I just it rubs me the wrong way when this happens and I know it's hard to make a movie and all these movies are profitable except for Dark Phoenix if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, it's doing really terrible. Dark the Phoenix Fox. is
0: going to lose money, except well, maybe international markets will lift it above. But that's so only hope at so point. much money
1: was spent on this movie. Here's the thing, though: international usually goes for visual effects, and the visual effects aren't very good in this movie. Yeah. So I don't have high yeah, hopes for it international either. No Aquaman. Either. Um, yes, it's it's
0: just wild what happened. Another funny snippet from this Hollywood Reporter thing: um, There's uh, Fox has this producer, um, her last name is Donner, and she tweeted out like when uh, it released she was like hey save me all your condolences i had nothing to do with dark phoenix
1: oh my god <laughs> and, th- and then yeah god. and then like two
0: hours later someone at fox called her and she deleted it um <laughs> but like this movie is an embarrassment and i totally like i'm higher than you are hunter i really think that there are things that are great about it there are things that are at least good about yeah, it yeah it's not atrocious and there I don't and i don't want to factor in disappointment into my rating of it um because i also was not expecting anything.
1: Well, i wasn't i i was not expecting anything and i was still let down yeah. somehow.
0: But it's just so many great minds went into making this and it's, it's a talent a, yeah, in and front it's, of the camera too. And it's what a, would
1: you guys give this movie? Just curious if you had to rate it. I mean, i was thinking like a
0: 5. I'm at a i'm at a 5. I think but it's li- yeah, I literally mean, well, with it, context it becomes a 4 or a
2: 3. Exactly. Like <laughs> the thing the thing is like i'm struggling to like remember what happens in the movie and that's not a good sign. not a good sign you know with 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 apocalypse like i would give that movie like a six and i probably would end up bringing it down to like a five just because i like i said i was struggling to remember what happened in that movie but even that movie like there's there's a cool quicksilver scene in that movie and there's like a telepathic mind fight between apocalypse and xavier that you I haven't seen anything like that in a Marvel movie—a mm, whole fight mm. that just plays out in some in, like in Legion somebody's shit. Mind. Exactly, yeah. like, <laughs> exactly. Some Legion shit. I, uh, I, <sighs> which Legion? I don't want to. I don't want to go too long. Uh, much longer. We want to wrap up, but that final season is coming up. That's technically an X Men property <sighs> that has now been bought by Disney. So. There's still a chance that
1: the X Men name could be redeemed. Legion is way too dark for the Disney name. There is no way that they will make <laughs> Legion, at least in the way um, that it
2: should be made. Noah Hawley was famously in the works, uh, working on a Doctor Doom movie, and now that Disney has bought it up, that movie may never be made. You
1: want to know what's funny? Fantastic Four Stick is a worse movie than Dark Phoenix. I would rather re- rewatch no. Fantastic Four Stick than that. No, Fant Four okay. is at least it's a breezy hour and a half. <laughs> That movie it it flies by, grant, it flies by because nothing happens to it, and it's like, "Oh sweet, oh God, we only have thirty minutes left, Thank God, um, but <laughs> this movie just dragged so hard, like I like it this movie for me doesn't work on the parabola because I think that this movie is worse than a five out of ten, but it is so. I forgot everything that happened in the scene prior to the current scene that I was watching. I was, negative I was already forgetting what was happening. Like the three is almost it, like I feel like it's it's not an even parabola. It's like a one out of ten is a ten out of ten. And then whenever you reach like a three through five, it's like a zero. Like mm. I want to include the three. We need to adjust the parabola well, a little that's, bit. Well, that's here. not a parabola. Well, it's I'm gonna build it on a graphing you're calculator. To, yeah, you're gonna have to I'm name a shape. I'm gonna post the y equals whatever and figure <laughs> out what the shape I is. I mean,
0: you're not wrong. However, I I would give this a five, maybe a, a strong four, and it's right around there, I'd say. And in that way, it for me it works perfectly within the parabola because it is like you said, like it's. It leaves no impact whatsoever, almost not even negative. Would because, you rather watch this or Dumbo? Um, again, I'd rather watch this again. I genuinely would. I hated uh, Dumbo. What like, about I think there's
1: more... what about Pet Cemetery?
0: I'd rather watch this again.
1: What about? I'd rather
0: I and I'd put this over Velvet Buzzsaw, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, I'd put this over Velvet Buzzsaw. But it's just like when I think about it, I think equal parts good and bad. Honestly, with I have similar feelings about Bohemian Rhapsody, where. There are things that are atrocious about that movie, and then personally, there, I thought there were things that were truly great in that movie, incredibly directed and well-acted. Uh, and that movie almost got lowered on everyone's collective scale because once it wins awards, you have to yeah. hate it. Because, I think I figured you know out I mean?
1: where you guys are at. I just want to ask, is, would you rather watch this or Glass. I'd rather watch Glass. Okay, all right. You found. That's it. What I just. I wanted to find. <laughs> you found the tipping point. I wanted to find the tipping point for you guys because I just want to know where. Because we're not that far I off as like, far as our movie. List I feel go, like I
0: would wa- rather watch this. It's. Than Glass. I mean, it's not. It's not. Uh, I was more bored. It's close. I was more bored during Glass. I was. I was really bored during this, but. Give and- me a
2: super cut of both Dark Phoenix <laughs> and Glass together.
1: And also Fire Fraud, because that's also just right there, this block I didn't of see movies that. in my rankings. Um,
0: it's just, yeah, it's just a whole lot of nothing. And what I was saying earlier is so many great minds and, and laborers and actors and workers are going into this. Yep. And that's that's why I don't like what's going on right now, because I'd rather each of these individual people who uh, had a hand in it, who are capable of making their own movie. I'd rather they make their own movie. I'd rather they make something smaller. Um, That's, I guess it's personal taste, but also no one likes this movie. So it's not personal taste. I'm just right.
2: I think it's it's the, the end of an era in so many different aspects. And one of those, I think, is just the fact that people are angling more and more towards a very particular type of superhero movie. And I mean... Yes, that means that may mean it's a good type of superhero movie, but like I said earlier, it will eventually all be the same yeah, kind of movie.
1: It will never be. And that's
2: kind of sad. And on that note, I think we can wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Phoenix. It's been a sobering episode of We Bought a Mike. Uh thanks for sticking around. I hope you didn't see the movie.
0: If you did and you liked it, cuz Lee liked it. Oh, My I girlfriend. feel I feel bad now. She's been here the whole time. Yes. Just listening to me dishes. No, she has headphones in. Movie. But she she liked it. I think that. So if, if you liked
1: it, let us know.
0: I think if you take out reshoots, you re- reconfigure the end. I think you, we could have a seven on our hands.
1: See, I think that if you take this movie, you throw it away, and then you put Logan in front of me, then I would love this movie. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, I I almost you almost wonder why they didn't do it. That, it's just Sophie Turner's yeah. face superimposed onto <laughs> Hugh Jackman's fake. body. He's like, I just want to <laughs> die. I'm too powerful. Shit. <laughs>
0: All right, boys. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Thanks, thanks.
2: Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for another great episode. Uh, catch up in a few days. And then fortieth uh,
1: anniversary of uh being there. We'll be yes. talking about fort that's right. 40th oh anniversary. My God.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh and we bought a mic. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then music catch up, mid year check-in with Danny next week. So that'll be good. A that'll lot be of fun. Shit. I'm excited for that. Uh, stick around. Let us know your thoughts on Dark Phoenix and the end of the X-Men. Is this the greatest dark masterpiece the
0: dark phoenix masterpiece of our time let us know from the sick twisted mind of simon kinberg i would yeah. rather
1: watch justice league than this movie again
0: i don't know Jeez. i don't know if i agree with that but that's close that's a good that's there, a good there we there go. go is, is that on it about is that kinda it even well it's okay. a good analog i mean right. I, there are a lot of comparisons well i'm gonna
1: there. leave you guys on that then
0: yeah all right bye well,
1: forever yeah
2: bye we'll, we'll <laughs> see you next week thanks for listening hit us up on twitter bye bye